Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 144, Every Day I'm Tunneling. I am your dancing gerbil host extraordinaire, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me from the bright green Kia Soul is Brenda Burrell. Hi, Brenda. How's it going? It's going pretty good, Ryan. You might have noticed, dear listeners, that we weren't here last week, and sorry about that. But we have a quick announcement to make about uh, the cadence of the podcast for summer 2022, and that is we are taking it easy. How easy are we taking it? So easy that we're going down to one episode a month. This isn't forever, folks. We're just going to do it for the summer. But Brenda, why why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to our dear listeners? Why are we removing ourselves from two weeks of their lives every every month this summer? At least on my side of things, there's a crazy amount of stuff going on. Um, I have some travel upcoming that is going to have me away from home for several weeks. And while I would have the opportunity to record from there, it's just easier if I don't have to juggle that extra plate. And I think I speak for both of us when I say we're just tired. <laughs> yeah. Life in 2022 really is something in it, folks. Uh, it but the beautiful thing is, and I also have trips and family business to take care of, is that working at Adaptivist, we have this unlimited holiday thing and they trust us as adults to handle our business and to make sure that we are handling our business. This is the best solution for us. And that being said, if you are looking for a place to work that lets you look after your business and your life first and lets you work remote and lets you have unlimited holidays and some other cool benefits like Disney Plus and the call map, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we are hiring. We are hiring. So uh, like crazy, we, we are looking for talent. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what's going on. We're going to include a link to our careers page. Put down that you heard something on the podcast and uh, maybe we'll put in a good word for you. And by maybe, I mean, we will totally put in a good word for you. We love you, podcast listeners. So much. Big hearts. Big hearts. So we are going to hop right into the world of Atlassian. And one of the biggest pieces of news in the Atlassian ecosystem world recently is a Confluent Security Advisory for a critical unauthenticated remote code execution vulnerability. Uh, so this was released on June 2nd and has been updated several times since then. So keep an eye on this page for any additional updates that may come out. This is critical. It is something that if you are running Confluence on-prem, you should evaluate this vulnerability ASAP. Atlassian has been made aware of current active exploitation of a critical severity, unauthenticated remote code execution vulnerability. This applies to both data center and server. It is an OGNL injection vulnerability that allows an unauthenticated user to execute arbitrary code on a Confluence server or data center instance. There is a fixed version list, so starting with 7.4.17, 7 7.13.7, 7.14.3, 7.15.2, 7.16.4, 7.17.4, and 7.18.1. Those versions have been fixed. If you're not on one of those versions, you definitely need to review this vulnerability. 
This does not affect Atlassian cloud sites. So if your site is um, an Atlassian.net domain or is hosted by Atlassian, this exploit is not going to affect your site. The recommendation is that you upgrade to the latest long-term support release. And if you are unable to do so immediately, there is a temporary workaround that is listed out in the article that we will link to in the show notes. I'm not going to go through all the specifics of it, but there is a workaround you can apply to mitigate this vulnerability. Again, Atlassian strongly recommends upgrading to a version of Confluence that contains this fix, as that would include other security fixes as well. So again, check out the article we will link to in in our show notes for more information about this security advisory for on-prem confluence. I think this is really interesting considering the tunneling stuff that we're going to get into later on in this episode. Ooh, fun stuff, huh? Indeed. <laughs> and now for your regularly scheduled cloud update, we're looking at Atlassian cloud updates from the 23rd of May all the way to today the 8th of June. And let's look at the entire Atlassian Cloud platform where you're now able to remove expired apps from your sandbox. Atlassian has made it easier for you to see if you have any expired apps which are preventing you from creating a new sandbox. If you're trying to create a new sandbox but you can't because of an expired app, you'll get directions to a list of apps which you can remove. And they've also added information on how not to be billed for apps once their free trial ends in the Atlassian documentation. Pretty slick. Also pretty slick, the improvements to the JIRA platform, which our episode title references, there are improvements that have been made to application links in JIRA. So Atlassian is introducing a tunneled link, which uses an application tunnel to connect a data center or server product that live in your network to cloud. It lets you integrate your Atlassian products without needing to open your network for any incoming connections. Uh, there's also some improvements to look and feel. There's new columns that will show the link direction and type. This change is part of an, an overall feature called application tunnels, which lets you securely integrate your Atlassian cloud and self-managed products. This is really, really big for users who are on-prem and cannot open their networks to external traffic. This allows you to integrate with Atlassian cloud products. So that's, that's really going to be a huge deal. I am amazed we didn't hear about this at team, but yeah. maybe we did and we just missed it. Is that it's entirely I mean, possible? There was there's a lot going on. I don't remember hearing about this at team at all. No, it's possible that it just wasn't ready for prime time at that point, but it sort of slid into the updates here. But it's a really big deal. I have found some documentation on application tunnels. We will share that in the cloud notes as well. Absolutely. So if you are in a situation where you are using on-prem products and have maybe not considered your cloud products because you cannot open your network to external traffic, take a look at these tunneled application links. This might actually be something that would be very useful in your organization. Over in Jira Software, a name I haven't heard in a long time, bulk reviews for all fisheye commits associated with a single JIRA issue are now available. If you are using the fisheye crucible integration with JIRA software cloud, Atlassian has added a bulk review link to the commits tab in the development details dialog. So rather than creating individual reviews for each file, you can just create views for all the commits associated with the JIRA issue in one go. Boo ya! I caught a fisheye. You've been waiting a long time to use that one, haven't you, Ryan? 
Moving on to Jira service management with news about an improved Slack app to improve collaboration on incidents. This app for Slack now allows you to add affected services of an incident, send and receive stakeholder updates on the channel, and have new responders automatically added to the Slack channel to participate in the conversation. It's pretty nice. It's just that much faster and more collaborative uh, communication around an incident. And also news around comprehensive customer management with newly improved customer access settings. So Atlassian is making improvements in customer management, which is an extremely important aspect of Jira service management in particular. The site level customer access page has been updated to allow access for customers from specific domains. In addition, site admins can enable the settings so that no new accounts can be created if your help center only allows access for existing customers. So some additional features for customers to access your service management instance. In Confluence Cloud, two very handy quality of life improvements, really. One for end users and the other for administrators. For the users, you are now able to way more easily locate your draft items because as you may know, as a Confluence user, when you create a draft, if you don't publish it, it lives in your drafts folder. And that drafts folder is tucked away a little bit. It's in your user icon. It's in the uh, general navigation. Now, when you don't publish a draft, it will be visible to yourself and whomever you allow edit access in the page tree of your space. So the draft appears to you as it will appear live. You can still access your drafts just like you do normally now, but this added visibility of drafts makes, I think it's really pretty slick. However, if you create a page and then leave it blank, and blank means there's nothing in it. There's nothing in the title. There's nothing in the thing. You just close it and go away. Confluence will just delete it. That will not remain in your page, in your space. So this is a really nice end user update. Enjoy that, folks, and make sure you're uh, letting everybody see your work. And from the administrator's side, Confluence will now recommend pages to archive to you. Atlassian has added a notification email that will recommend archiving pages that were excluded by a bulk archiving action. Because you have the ability to archive a page and all of its nested pages, which is a whole branch of the page tree, sometimes that doesn't work completely as intended because the archiver doesn't have the right permission or it's just not set correctly. So these pages can be left behind in a page tree. If this ends up happening, Confluence will let you know in an email and give you the quickest way to get them archived right to you. And over in Bitbucket Cloud, there are some changes to pull request diff functionality that will improve diff performance, especially on complex diffs. So Atlassian is changing the diff algorithm from what they call a three-way diff to a two-way three-dot diff, which will show the difference between the tip of a source branch and the commit from which it branched off the destination. Uh, there are some diagrams in this article, which we will link to in the show notes, to show you the difference in how the diff algorithm will be working, because just saying three-way versus two-way three-dot diff doesn't tell you very much, to be quite honest. So the main difference is that this three-dot diff does not reflect changes made to the destination branch since the source branch was created from the destination branch. This better isolates the changes introduced by the source branch and also allows the diff to be calculated much more quickly, resulting in improved diff performance, especially on complex diffs. 
Typically, you're going to see the same diff experience. When users make changes in some files and others make changes to other files, the diff shown to the user will be exactly the same as it is today, just faster. In cases where the files changed in the source branch are the same files as those changed in the destination branch, the three dot diff will show only the changes introduced in the source branch. In order to see the changes to the destination branch in the diff, there's an entire section in this article that Atlassian has put together to show you what the differences are in the, the pull request. But what if there are conflicts? While the three dot diff will not reflect the changes made in the destination branch, the UI will still identify and indicate the files that have conflicts. Instead of highlighting the conflicted lines in the diffs, conflicts will only be marked at the file level with a label. Just as before, you'll need to resolve conflicts locally before you can merge the changes. So why, why make this change? The three-way diff is an expensive operation that slowed down performance. Pull requests with three-way diffs do not scale linearly with activity because it requires the diff to change every time either the source or target branch changes requiring comments to drift as well. The three-dot diff better isolates the changes in the source and destination branch and initial testing that Atlassian has done has shown that the three dot diff reduces latency and therefore significantly improves performance. So if you are using Bitbucket Cloud, note that as of the time you're listening to this podcast, this new diff will be progressively rolling out on your pull request and branch pages in Bitbucket Cloud. Just be aware that there may be some minor differences in how things are displayed. By and large, most people are going to see the same user experience. So check that out. Uh, we'll link to this article in the show notes. And that's it for the cloud updates this this uh, past month. Over in the on-premise world, Atlassian released Jira Software 8.22.3 on the 25th of May. This repairs some problems with the burnup chart. If you were looking for a burnup chart, all you would be able to access was a burn down chart. And, you know, call me crazy, but there is a difference between up and down from a particular point of view. Of course. <laughs> also fixes some other minor issues, issue statistics, malfunctions, scrolling issues, and other sort of, you know, bugs. They just squashed some bugs. So if you are experiencing any of these bugs and people are burning up for the update, you can find it now. Over in Jira Service Management 4.22.3, this was released on May 25th, 2022, and it fixes some issues with knowledge base articles, particular views having some issues with spacing, requesting authentication when searched for through the project agent view, comments not marked as internal when dispatch event Boolean param is set to false, dashboard menu cannot be scrolled using the page scroll bar, that would be pretty problematic. Uh, so some scrolling issues, some admin issues, some audit logging issues have been resolved. Again, this is Jira Service Management 4.22.3, now available for you to update to. The Confluence team dropped 7.18 and 7.18.1 in the past few days. Both of these updates basically feature admin level improvements. There's no big changes to the user experience here. 
the first one you're going to notice is the secure application tunnels that we've been talking about this episode. The next thing that you'll see is that you're able to more easily change the logging level in a cluster. Now, on the logging and profiling administration page, you can choose which cluster node you want to apply your changes to. So there is no need to navigate to each node in your browsers. And this is applying to all log levels, marking logs, and profiling settings. So that, you know, for admins, great stuff. They're also pointing out that the next version of Confluence 7.19 is going to be the next long-term support release. As usual, that release won't contain any new features, but it'll set you up for another year of regular bug fixes and security patches. And over in Bitbucket, uh, we now have data center and server 8.1. This release adds deployment and build status information to further enhance the integration with Jira Software Cloud. So in 7.14, Atlassian added some enhancements, particularly around sending development information to your Jira Software Cloud. There have been some additional enhancements to this integration, enabling Bitbucket to send deployment and build information from your integrated CI CD tools. So if you have integrated Bitbucket data center with Jira Cloud and your OAuth credentials have permissions to builds and deployments, you can now view the status of your builds and deployments in your Jira issues as nature intended. You can also view the OAuth credentials permission list for your Jira software cloud integration in Bitbucket and refresh them to see the most recent edits. Before you upgrade to 8.1, however, a few things to think about. If you are running an H2 database for a Bitbucket mirror or server and are upgrading from a version below 8.0, you will need to migrate the on-disk database file to the MV store format. There will be more information on this in the page we link in the show notes. 8.1 now includes support for running OpenSearch 1.3 and Amazon OpenSearch Service 1.2. There's a list of changes included in Bitbucket Server 8.1.0 that doesn't include any issues on this page. Mainly, it is the deployment and build information and then this H2 database migration requirement that they're wanting you to know about. So if you are running on-prem Bitbucket, take a look at 8.1. And again, we'll link to this in the show notes. And that's it for this edition of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Thank you so much for digging with us. Uh, the tunnels with the digging. Uh, forget about uh, it. Uh, I don't know if I can. You're just digging a hole you can't get yourself out of. Oh, every day I'm tunneling. Every day. We are so glad to you for listening. We appreciate you being here. And uh, we appreciate your understanding with us going down to one episode a month before this summer. Want to get a hold of us? Reach out on social at Adaptivist. For Brenda Burrell, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next month on the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, part of the Adaptivist Live network of shows. Music break. Let's go out to the lobby. (sighs) 